be playing Karen Carpenter because Karen Carpenter was a drummer she had no intention of singing it was her brother that said no you have a beautiful voice you should go and sing this whole concept that the talent that lives inside Tommy Lasorda saw it in Mike Piazza Delaney Bramlett saw it in Eric Clapton and DeMarco Farr saw it in himself that allowed him to rise to the top in college and in the NFL DeMarco You're just incredible. Your story is just so inspiring to all of us. I want to ask you a question. The owner, did you have any conversations? Tell us what it's like for the athlete to deal with the owner of the team. And I also want to have a story about Dick Vermeil. Sure. Uh, Plenty of conversations with Georgia Frontieri when she was the owner. I I know she was not well liked in Southern California, but you got to remember when we did land in St. Louis, it was the opposite. She had a lot of fans there. So we had a lot of conversations. We wound up in the same spaces a few times for charity events or or team functions. So we had conversations, got to know the entire family, Mm -hmm. Uh, just the passion for football, the passion for winning and how she felt about each and every player that played for her. It was awesome. And then making the transition to Stan Kroenke. Um, when you're a rookie, you don't know much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you take your P's and Q's from the veterans and the coaches that are there. So uh, I knew there was a remark or, or, or a difference in attitude when the owner was on site, and you could tell. Mm. All of a sudden, guys had tucked in their shirts, turned their hats around, and their language changed, mm. even if she wasn't in the room. It was just different. So, oh, okay, there must be a higher up end. And then when you realize this is as high as it goes and this person is actually talking to you, it does get intimidating. But, I mean, they're just people like everyone else. Mm. Unbelievable. And tell us about Dick Vermeil. Oh, man, uh, the best. Um, Why? Why was he the best? Because he cared. Um, He really wanted you to reach your potential as an athlete, as a football player, as a man, uh, as a brother, a husband, a father, everything. He he wanted you to reach your potential. And even if he couldn't keep you as an athlete on his football team, that was just a matter of numbers. It was all about you. I can remember certain times in 98 before we went on the run, maybe even going into 97 when he first took the job, when we all looked at him kind of in a screwball sort of way, he would bring guys in from Philadelphia that he cut guys that didn't make the team to speak to us and it was why are you bringing this guy in but then once you you really listened to what he had to say about going through Vermeil's camps and learning how to be a better person or a better man or a better husband the success didn't really it didn't matter what happened on the field the success happened off the field for a lot of these guys so he really does care man um it, it's something that he'll never give up hmm. There's only one guy I would say he gave up on. Uh, it was this tight end that we had that was just f- flying a burning airplane. He just could not reach the guy. But for the most part, he invests himself totally in each and every guy that plays for him. Hmm. Take us through some injuries. Are there any memorable injuries that you had during your career? Uh, memorable injuries. <laughs> All of them? <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what. I, I'm looking down. I'm in my garage. I just uh, I was doing a workout when, when you called me. Uh-huh. I, I'm looking at my left calf, and there's a part of it that's kind of missing colored because when we first got to st louis that turf was brand new so hard and i mean i went sliding like a baseball slide and took the skin right off oh my god i mean that that took like a year to heal and i i swear i can still feel it like it happened yesterday wow when i took care of the denver broncos um 
Oh God, I forgot his blanket on it. Dennis Smith. He uh, he showed me his hand and his his index finger is like half the size of what it's supposed to be because, or his ring finger actually. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he just kept whittling away as every time his finger broke. I you... got a funny story. Um, uh, when Dick Vermeil came in, he brought Big Daddy Carl Harrison as our D line coach. I mean, an old grizzled guy. I think he played sixteen years. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he did to us as a D line group was show us all ten digits, and not a one of them was straight. <laughs> And he says, he says, when you're done with me, your hands are going to look like mine. I remember sitting there in my chair thinking, oh, hell no, it's not. <laughs> no, no, no. When I got online with my dad when I was a kid growing up, he was a carpenter. We were at the lumber yard to pay for something. He said, now, Robbie, look at all the carpenters online ahead of us. I want you to look at their hands and count the fingers. I go, yeah. what do you mean? Everybody's got 10 fingers. He goes, look how many start counting. Oh, my God, that guy's missing half of his ring finger, half of this, half. He says, that's power tools. You better have respect for those power tools because that shouldn't never happen to you. It's interesting. You can see the battle scars in football and in carpentry when you look at someone's hands. That's incredible. So no major surgeries during your, uh, during your, your college and pro years. Uh, I had six arthroscopies. Um, They kept telling me they were minor, and as I keep getting older, I I realized they were lying to me. Um, So so I tore the lateral meniscus in my left knee, uh, the medial meniscus, uh, and both both sides. Both injuries are the same, the exact same. So when I when I did the right one, that's what slowed me down too much, and I had to retire. Uh, But yeah, that that ninety nine year, I think that was the most extensive uh, knee. Injury, surgery, rehab that I've ever had in my entire life, but I was not going to miss that season by far. That was going to be something special, and I was going to be out there. People don't realize, DeMarco, the most powerful drug we have in medicine is called adrenaline. And that's yeah. not something we have in a bottle. That's something you have in you. And you have it in in sports in the on the field and certainly when you broadcast. Teach us one thing. Well, I've got about a minute left. Sure. What is it? I'm a surfer. The nose of the board is the future. The tail of my surfboard is my past. But the surfer stands in the middle and learns to live in the moment. Surfing is a metaphor for my life and everything that I do. What does football teach us? What did it teach you about life? One snap and clear. If it's one thing I can teach you, it's one snap and clear and you live in the moment, kind of like what you just said. Mm. From snap to whistle, it's a life. And when it's over, move on to the next. You can't dwell on what happened and you can't worry about what's coming. You can only dwell on what happens right now. Because if your mind starts to wander, especially the position I play or used to play, defensive tackle, if you wander to the past or to the future, you're going to get buried and it's Mm. going to be hard. It's going to be ugly and it's going to be embarrassing. Mm. So you better live in that moment at that time and live through it. No matter sack or getting blown off the football, it does not matter. When the center puts his hand on the football for the next play, you're living in that moment. Here's a question that's out of left field that i got to ask you, because my favorite person in all of the history of football was Steve Sable. Did you ever meet the guy from NFL Films? Absolutely. I took several tours. Uh, I became friends with a, a lot of people at NFL Films. Absolutely. Wow. I saw his, uh, the old electric football collection. <laughs> I, I almost swiped one. <laughs> DeMarco, you are incredible. And I really, we enjoy hearing you break it down because you make it feel like we could almost play, even though that's not possible. So the gift that God gave you, you truly share it with all of us. And we very much appreciate it. And thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Thank you. Doc, anytime, man. Give me a call. Okay, you got a free knee replacement in your future. My man!
All right. <laughs> All right. God bless. All right, Warriors, the clinic will be open. The number's 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show. And I got to tell you, there is a breakfast I had called the John Wayne. It's the greatest thing you'll ever have for breakfast. And it's here in Southern California. Oh, my God. Wait till I tell you where this is and what it is. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors show.